Welcome to ADHD Crash Course. Today I'm gonna to talk about ADHD and overwhelm. I'm gonna share some really practical tips for ways that you can manage overwhelm. And they all tie into this theme of ways that we can see less. And I'll explain more what I mean about that in a second. But basically, if you have ADHD, you are seeing a lot and you're seeing it all at once. And that can really contribute to overwhelm. So the strategies I'm gonna talk about today are ways to counter that. So what do I mean by we see too much? This is kind of the nature of divergent thinking. You're not necessarily going linearly with an idea. Your brain's kind of exploding out and making a bunch of connections and seeing all these things at the same time. And sometimes that's great. Like it is amazing when it comes to generating ideas, innovating, problem solving. This is key to see things differently, to see connections, maybe where others aren't seeing the connections. This can be a big asset where it is less of an asset is when you are trying to just get the daily minutia done. Having this brain that's making all these connections and seeing everything at once can be totally overwhelming. Let me give you an example. I think I already used this one before somewhere. Maybe it was a podcast, maybe in, in the group. And my husband had a light bulb out over his sink and we're sitting there brushing our teeth and he's like, oh, my light bulb's out. What does he do? He just walks away, gets the light bulb, changes the light bulb. And I was just looking at him like, whoa, that is, that's amazing. And the reason why that seems so amazing to me is because this is my mental process if I had a light bulb out above my sink. I need to change the light bulb. So like now it's the hour to change light bulbs. If I'm changing light bulbs, I'm gonna change all the light bulbs that are needed to be changed in the entire house because now it is the hour. It is the hour of light bulb changing, so I'm gonna do this. But didn't we talk about getting those eco-smart light bulbs? So I probably need to go to Home Depot to go get those. If I'm gonna change it, I might as well like change it with the one that we want to have in there. But if I'm going to Home Depot, there probably are other things I need to get at Home Depot. And maybe I'll do like a list of the things. No, 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 that I am not going to do a list. I'm just going to, no, I'm going to use light bulbs we have, right? But I need to get a step ladder because I really can't reach this well. And oh, well, now that I'm up here on the step ladder, I see how dusty this light fixture is. When do adults dust light fixtures? I don't know, but it's really gross. So I am going to clean this light fixture. And suddenly changing a light bulb is exploding into all these connections, all these extra things to do. It's not as linear as it is for my husband. And this is just the natural way that my brain is gonna kind of flow. This isn't problematic in every setting, but it's kind of problematic in this setting. And so I want to see less. I want to gently call my brain back from making all of these connections and, and be a little more intentional about how I'm gonna go forward with change this light bulb or, or anything else that I'm doing in the day. So how do we do this? What's a practical way that we can do this, see less? And I'm gonna give you several strategies that are all keeping the same see less mantra in mind. Number one is we can see less with time. If you are very overwhelmed by a task, you can limit the time that you're gonna do this. There are six people in my house, and a lot of times if I'm working or if I'm gone for a while, no matter how old my kids are, when I come back, it, the kitchen in particular will be trashed. And of course, at that point, like nobody lives at my house. I can't find a single other human that lives there to help me. And so if I'm looking at this completely trashed kitchen and I am overwhelmed, I can limit my time. I can say, I'm just gonna do 10 minutes and I will get done what I can get done in 10 minutes. Will I finish the job? Maybe not, right? Like I might not be able to finish it, but I'm gonna improve my environment, cut down in my visual overwhelm by improving my environment. I'm gonna get some work done and most importantly, I'm gonna be able to get started because there is an end and it's not a too overwhelming amount of time for me. And I have a little tip here. If you're trying to limit your time in order to beat overwhelm, 
I want you to resist this idea of trying to trick yourself into finishing the job. We all know that once you get going, you'll probably have the momentum to finish. But if you struggle with motivation and getting started because you're overwhelmed, that's only going to work for you short term because you're going to know the next time you're overwhelmed that just starting doesn't mean just starting. It actually means finishing. You're not going to feel good if you don't finish it. That doing 10 minutes doesn't really mean 10 minutes. It means doing 10 minutes and then the rest of the time that it takes to get it done. So if you want to build trust with yourself, which is key, I think, in beating overwhelm and and letting yourself do parts of a job, you have to really allow yourself to only do five minutes to truly just start and be satisfied with the portion of the job, even if it's not the complete job. You, it will pay off in the long run because you're going to believe yourself when you say, I'm just starting. Right? Like You don't have to finish. You don't have to complete it. Another tip for seeing less is limit the amount of steps that you are seeing at once. When you have a huge project, it can be so overwhelming because you're seeing everything you have to do at the same time. But we don't have to do everything at once. You cannot be overwhelmed when you're doing one thing at a time. We are overwhelmed because mentally we're time traveling. We're doing this one thing, but we're thinking about, do we mess up the thing we just did? And we're thinking about the next step and the next step. And five steps from now, do we have what we need? Do we know what to do? We're not doing what's in front of us. And so doing one step and just completing that one step and putting blinders on for everything else that is required can help you with overwhelm. Now, what can happen is you can be doing that one step and you can get stuck. You could not know how to complete this one step. That's okay. You can break it down further. There is something that you can do if you don't know what to do for this one step. And that can be your new one step. Like right now I'm in the process of getting dual citizenship. I'm I'm a citizen of the U.S. and I also um, have a pathway for citizenship in Italy. And it is a very multi, multi, multi-step process with lots of roadblocks, lots of areas where I don't know what's next. I don't know what to do. And everyone gets overwhelmed in this process, but definitely someone like me. And so I have to break this down very often, a step of a step. And just look at that. I'm not looking at all of the things that I have to do to get to the end, or I would completely get overwhelmed and shut down and give up. Like I might have to get a document and not really know how to get the document. Okay, I don't know how to do this, but I can take a step. I can ask a question in this Facebook group I'm a part of. I can reach out to the Italian consulate. There's something I can do, even if I can't complete the step that's in front of me. And so breaking that down is a big piece of beating overwhelm. It's a big piece of executive functioning skills, being able to take a really big, complete project and breaking down its parts and focusing on one part at a time. One way that we can see less that is so important and so many people struggle with this is when you are looking at your things to-do list. Um, It's usually important that we're dumping all of our ideas, our obligations, all the things bouncing around in our head. We're dumping that out on a list in some way for ourselves. This is very helpful. What you don't want to do then is operate out of that list. Like I, I always have what I call a dump list, something where I'm just throwing all of the obligations, ideas, whatever that I have bouncing around in a place. But then when I'm looking at what I'm doing that week or what I'm doing that day, I take from that list and I put it in my week calendar. I put it in my day calendar and then I don't look at that list unless I have some, you know, gifted amount of time that I wasn't expecting. Otherwise, I'm not looking at that big master list because I have to see less. That list represents hours of work, tons of decisions, lots of steps. I can't look at that huge amount of things to do without feeling overwhelmed. 
And so I pick a few priorities for each day and that is all that I'm looking at. I am seeing less when it comes to my things to do list. You know, another way to see less is to actually physically see less. You know, I've mentioned the strategy before. It is surprisingly helpful in like cluttered spaces uh, that you can use a blanket to physically cover up something that's drawing your attention because the visual overwhelm from clutter is real and it can be paralyzing. It can be hard to even start when you're looking at everything at once. And so narrowing that down, covering something up with a blanket or some other visual barrier so you're only seeing what's in front of you, just working in one section of a room, this is very helpful in seeing less. Now we can also do that conceptually. Casey Davis is the author of How to Keep House While Drowning and she writes in her book about this five category cleaning and her idea, which is a brilliant idea, is that if you're trying to clean a space, you're only ever dealing with five categories of things. You're dealing with trash, you're dealing with clothing, dishes, things that have a home, things that don't have a home. And so if you're overwhelmed in attacking cleaning a room, that you're going to do one category at a time. Using her approach, if I'm cleaning a room and I'm just doing trash and I see a dish, I'm not going to go respond to that dish. If I see a sock, I'm not going to respond to that sock. I am not doing those categories. I'm only doing trash. And not only does that help with overwhelm, but it also gives you this little boost of like, I got it done. Even if you didn't get the whole job done, you got your category done. You got the increment of time done that you committed to do. You got some portion done and you can feel good about that. And that helps your motivation. It helps decrease the overwhelm. So these are all ideas on how we can see less. We just keep that idea in mind when we're dealing with overwhelm. How can I see less in the situation? And I want to talk really briefly about something that might jam you up when we're looking at trying to see less. And that is perfectionism. And a lot of people will hear this and they'll think, well, I'm not a perfectionist because my life doesn't look perfect and I'm not perfect at work or I'm not a perfect parent or, or a perfect partner, whatever. But perfectionism is not about your outcomes. Perfectionism is about your standards. If you only have one way to do something well, one way that's acceptable, it's really hard to live with that. And so it's really hard to do something like do 10 minutes of a 40 minute job if only the whole job is okay. And so when we're looking at this all or nothing thinking of perfectionism, we want to push back on that because it will, it will directly prevent you from using the strategies we just talked about. I think perfectionism is honestly one of the biggest culprits when you look at overwhelm. When you have these really huge rigid standards, then it is hard to start. It's hard to complete. It's just difficult to do life. So this brings us to the end of our episode about overwhelm. If you identify with a lot of what we talked about today and you deal with overwhelm, I want to encourage you to try to approach life with this seeing less lens and, and try to apply some of these. Just pick one, pick one area and play around with it, experiment with it. I think that attitude about being curious and playing around and taking some of the pressure off yourself can really help you try new strategies, try new things. When we're judgmental of ourselves, it, you know, judgment is the exact opposite of this attitude of being curious, of not, you know, curiosity means I don't have the answers. I'm, I'm looking for them. I'm open. Judgment says I know the answers already. I know that this is because I'm X, Y, and Z. It, stay curious with yourself. Experiment. Allow yourself that. Uh, you deserve it, right? You deserve a new way of looking at things. You deserve new strategies that fit you better. So that's it for today. Thank you for joining me this week, and I will see you next time.